Hi everybody, it's Barry here again from Turning the Page and just um, so thankful that you were able to join with us again. And today's topic is about uh, being thankful. And uh, when I recorded, right, this was, was Thanksgiving Day. But I noticed something about this person that I've been seeing. They had changed and it was for good. Uh, something deep had happened in them. Instead of being uh, so caught up in the um, emotional washing machine swirl of life, you know what it's like, eh? Uh, there was a kind of um, steadiness to themselves. Something had changed. Nothing really had changed much in uh, their circumstances. It was still a real struggle. They, they still had moments of crying out to God for, for relief. But... <clears throat> there was definitely something different about them. Something had changed down deep. And it was it was growing. Uh, it was a rock of solidness in them. I noticed it. Uh, there, was, there was an invite for Thanksgiving. <laughs> and um, when I mentioned it to them, they looked uh, kind of strange, kind of puzzled. They also knew, they knew what I was talking about, that something deep down had actually uh, changed. They couldn't describe it that well, other than it was like having a, a deeper confidence in themselves and uh, who they were. Yeah, it's the kind of knowing that you only get by going through a storm and coming out the other side. And uh, it's an internal change that is now sort of unshakable, a solidness to their soul. It was the, the solidness that they had, um, they could build out from. And uh, in this noticing, I, I suggested we just give thanks for this, this newness. Um, one of my favourite, favourite, favourite stories of Jesus, I've got lots of them, is this one. And um, on the, here it is here. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered the village, ten lepers approached him. And uh, keeping, uh, keeping their distance, because you know they were full of leprosy, and they, they, they cried out saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. They must have known who Jesus was. Eh? And uh, when he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. So that was a normal sort of thing that you had to go and show yourselves. So, and as they went, they were made clean. As they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself or fell down at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. <laughs> he was a Samaritan, <gasps> one of the outside. <laughs> and then Jesus asked, were not ten made clean? But the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God? Except this one foreigner? Goodness. <laughs> then he said to him, get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. And that's from Luke chapter 17, 11 to 19. You see, this the story is so often taught as a story of thanksgiving, but Something uh, had to happen before thankfulness came. It was the choice that that man had to notice something different. You see, uh, great swore stories swing like on a microsecond of change. 
a pivot point where a choice was made. And, and in this story, that microsecond happened just when one man in ten noticed he had been healed of his skin disease. The story shifted. His whole life story shifted. He, he turned and praised God and worshipping and thanking Jesus. Uh, look, in your life, can you trace back to a moment that seemed to change everything in your life? Like a microsecond where the course of your life was altered. Um, having minds that are like uh, Velcro for bad and Teflon for good, it's so easy to spiral to a negative moment, isn't it? That A negative time when we something changed. But, you know, and then we hold on to it because the brain likes to keep us safe. <laughs> you know, we never want that to happen again. So we, we keep on cleaning the warning signs that are, that are around the cliff face. <laughs> don't go there, don't go there. But there will also be moments of goodness, healing moments, where um, something seemed to click into place. Uh, stopping to take notice. Um, what are you giving your attention to? Where does your focus go? Um, for nine of the ten men, um, it was the journey. Uh, to get to the medical professional, get the approval of a priest, uh, which was found in Leviticus 13, 14. You know, their eyes and their attention were on getting to the priest to have a health checkup, to get the certificate issued, the passport. We've got a vaccine passport now in New Zealand. They were wanting that. They wanted to get back into society. That was the end of the end goal, the healing of the disease and a return to acceptability. But I wonder if any of them noticed that they were healed on the journey. The desire to get the approval was so great they kept on going and running. The healing was the first thing. A relationship with the healer was the second. They, they got second things but missed out on the first. Um... C.S. Lewis says, uh, put, things, put first things first and we get second things thrown in. Uh, put second things first and we lose both first and second things. In our desire uh, for a better life, we so often skip over the goodness of the life giver. <laughs> Those little gifts given to us every day that point us to a first thing. Uh, getting a second helping of, you know, that <laughs> the guy that came back, he got a second helping of Jesus, a double Jesus. While the other men, um, nine men, raced off to the local priest, the man turned to give worship and had another opportunity to look into the eyes of Christ. Think about that. Double experience, double blessing. It was like a going back for a second helping of that delicious dessert. <laughs> you got a taste the first time, but now you want more. And this time, uh, you're going to savour every delightful quarter teaspoon. <laughs> you sit and gaze in delight. An equal gaze of delight is returned. You're in love. And the healing has become a second thing to the relationship you're you're soaking yourself in. Everything else fades away. Uh, and are you ready for love? That's the question, isn't it? You know, being the one in ten, it's 
It's the noticing of our pain. What is the pain demanding our attention to do? Um, heal my marriage. Sort out my kids. Fix my spouse. <laughs> make my life easier. Take away my cancer. All reasonable desires. All prayers where um, we cry out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Yes, but, and look, I have my own list. It's quite long. I, I cry out to the Christ to heal and to change. But it's when I stop and noticing the small and good that the only legitimate response is to fall prostrate and worship, to go back for a second helping of Jesus. <laughs> you know, and then it becomes a habit of uh, trained observation of noticing the small and the good. You know, something um, grows deep in the belly and an unshakable awareness of being held and loved. Uh, look, life hurts, but love holds me strong. Thanksgiving grows out of an, an awareness of being deeply known. Here's some quotes for you to consider. The most beautiful of altars is the soul of an unhappy creature consoled and thanking God. That's from Victor Hugo and Lemus. The unthankful heart discovers no mercies, but the thankful heart will find in every hour some heavenly blessings. Henry Ward Beecher. We cannot attain the presence of God. We're already totally in the presence of God. What's absent is awareness. Richard Rohr. The brain is like Velcro for negative experiences, but Teflon for positive. And this shades implicit memory. Your underlying expectations, beliefs, action strategies, and mood in an increasingly negative direction. It's a Rick Hansen. Here's some questions for you to answer. What do you most want? First things, second things. If you were standing as an observer of this Jesus story, what do you think you would, uh, what, do, what do you think would grab your attention? Number three, what would you notice? Uh, number three, what is waiting for you to take notice of and that you, that would cause uh, you to pivot and give thanks? Hey, I hope you found this helpful and I just want to say thank you for watching or listening and um please um, send me an email. I'd just so love to hear from my uh, listeners and viewers and readers. It's barry at turningthepage.co.nz. And again, just a big thank you, a big thank you, big thank you uh, to those people who regularly give a little bit of money each month to support Turning the Page. A dollar a month, um, US dollar a month. And you can find out more about how to do that at turningthepage.co.nz forward slash support. Thank you. Bye.